You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. And because my passion is to help you as dads become heroes, not only the hero you want to be, but that your daughter needs you to be, it is my joy every week to bring you relevant topics that support that goal. And so many of you have said, you know what, Dr. Michelle? The things you're teaching me about how to relate to my daughter are also applying to my relationship with my sons. And I go, rock on, Daddy-O. This is all about you being an engaged father. And if that's what you're about, then I invite you to listen in today. Well, you know the grid every week that guides the conversation. On your mark, get set, go. So, Dad, picture yourself standing by other dads who have the same goal as you to be a great dad. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set, filling that in with stories and stats. And go is always your action step so that you can put your love for your daughter and your son into action this week. Well, today my guest coach is joining me right here in Nashville, Tennessee, where both of us are at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, which means you're going to hear a lot of noise around us today. There's a lot of other conversations from people just like us that care about relationships. And so in case you're, you're thinking, what is that I'm hearing in the background? Now you know. So Eric Eichinger is a guy that I've come to know in the past few weeks. We've talked and we've prepared for this interview, and you are going to love his heart. He's a pastor, a husband, a father, an author, and a running enthusiast who coaches his daughter in the sport that he loves. Eric's first book was called The Final Race, and it's been inspired by his own personal and running hero, Eric Little, who I love because you know, who doesn't love chariots of fire? When you run, you feel God's pleasure. I have quoted that one so many times through my life, often with saying when I sing or when I lead worship or now that I'm not doing that anymore. But I love that phrase about when we are doing something God has called us to do, we feel his pleasure. And so that just happens to be Eric's hero as well. And so we bonded over that. So you will love hearing today about this dad who's invested in his daughter's life and he's going to be talking today too about a book that he's recently released called Lord of Legends. So as we talk not only about his love of running, but we're going to also be talking about his love for God, his love for life, and his love for teaching her the things he knows. So Eric and his wife, Kara, have two sons and one 13-year-old daughter. Oh, I love dads with teenage daughters because it means they are in the thick of things. They're not going to gloss over anything. You're going to get the real and the raw. They live in Florida and soon will be calling LA home. Welcome, Eric Eichinger. Thank you so much. It's uh, so exciting to be here. Okay, you have got to spell your name because you've had to train me how to say it I would have said Eichinger but it's so that people can find you on your website tell yeah. them how to spell no, your Eichinger name. is not bad it's kind of uh, some of my family actually does pronounce it that way but I'll we we'll say Eichinger so Eichinger so, yeah there yeah. you go so if yep. you want to find him he's at Eric E-I-C-H 
I-N-G-E-R.com. Okay, there you go. So he is here ready to talk about, on your mark, techniques for coaching a daughter through life because he's going to take principles that he's learned through his running career and we're going to be applying them to how he not only invests in his daughter's life but ways that you as dads can learn from him it's kind of like you're the coach to the coaches to the coach you know like like right. you're all sharing ideas and passing it on exactly. and so you're the coach here today for these dads awesome okay well get set here's my first question for you eric okay so Again, we had fun preparing for this conversation, which means on the front end, I read some things about you, and I want to read a quote that you said and then let you comment on it. How does that sound? Sounds great. So you said, I was never very popular growing up, and my escape was comics. My dad, this is why this stood out to me, because mm -hmm. you were talking about your dad. My dad would drive me to the Chicago Comic Convention, where I met and had comics signed by many of my comic artist and writer heroes, notably Stan Lee. Okay, can I just say, I love the fact that your dad mm -hmm. spent time supporting what you loved. Yes. I yes. just, just want to say that right there. Okay, <laughs> my little added <laughs> comment. You went on to say, when my father commented to Mickey... Spillane, who I have no idea who, who that is, right. a crime novelist, mm -hmm. you said, yep. that I might be a writer one day as well. A person behind us in line laughed and rolled his eyes. That's right. But then here's what you said. Do you remember your words? <laughs> that lit a fire in me. That is a powerful phrase that I want us to come back to. Kind okay. of that Eric Little, like you're running, yeah. you got a yeah. fire. And you said, and that fire spread quickly as it was around that same time when I discovered that I could run which you said taught you how to set your mind and focus very deliberately because when you do that, you said you are capable of big things. Okay, so I just want to first start by asking you about your dad mm -hmm. and how he cheered you on. And really, maybe, was he ever a coach to you? Or was he more just supportive of what you love? Well, I got some fun stories uh, for you I think you're going to enjoy. Just a little snapshot about my dad. So uh, he was at Michigan State University. That's where he met my mother. And uh, Vietnam is, is kicking up, but he he wanted to finish, uh, and he got a psychology degree, and then he finished, and he enlisted, so he didn't wait to get drafted, and so okay. and then he was a medic uh, over there, and uh, and and uh, got a Purple Heart and stuff. So uh, he's raising his family, and he's got a psychology degree, but he's got all of this life experience and everything, and so uh, just very intentional about, like you said, he took interest in what I had because his father did not, and so. Uh um, so he was kind of correcting what he wanted in his own life and pouring it into mine and, and my sister's. And so whatever I was interested in, he was always looking to create opportunities to develop that or he would be reading up and studying on that. And I, I didn't realize he was doing it until I became an ordained minister in the Lutheran Church. And then he starts asking me questions about politics in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And then I'm like, and, and he knew he was well-versed in it. And I'm like, wait a minute. And, and so I realized he's been doing this my whole life. Ah. So uh, one of those early examples was going to the comic book convention. So we did that a couple of times, and uh, that was my interest. And so, um, yeah, so Mickey Spillane, he was geeking out over this big <laughs> crime novel. I had no idea who he was, but he wanted, you know, I, he didn't know all my fans, and, and uh, he was uh, introducing me to one of his. And that's when that scenario played out. So. Oh, I love yeah. that. Well, we honor your dad today just by starting out Thank this you. conversation about you as a dad by honoring your dad. Yes. Okay, so now this topic about techniques Right. Mm -hmm. With really, I would say, investing in your daughter's life by coaching her mm -hmm. now and in the past and in years to come. So how about if you just 
now take us to kind of your love of running. Mm-hmm. What What's that story, and how has that been passed on to your daughter? So I, I didn't... Um, excel at a lot of the other sports but what i was good at was was running and so um i i kind of realized pretty quickly that i was one of the fastest kids in in junior high and then uh this is a great motivation story too then i didn't want to run in high school because like football and basketball that's cooler but my my dad threatened to melt down my gi joe toys on the grill if i didn't go (gasps) out for the cross country team (laughs) it's so go dad <laughs> so that that was a great that was a great motivator for me, you know, and everything. So so uh, anyway, so I, I was one of the fastest in my high school, on my team, in the city, and then I walked on to Michigan State. I eventually earned a uh, scholarship at Michigan State. And so um, now coaching my daughter, now it's my turn, you know. And yeah. so And it's just my, my wife, she was she played volleyball in college, and I played, you know, I ran track. And so we were kind of waiting to see what our kids are going to do and what they're interested yeah. in. So we got to do we got to do both. Elsie did. Uh, my, Elsie's my daughter. And so she's not the fire spirit athlete that her mom and I are and so we're just trying to like well let's give it a go you know and then um, but but I do think she excels more in track and so uh-huh. and track is such a beautiful sport because there's something for everybody if you're lightning fast or you maybe you got endurance or maybe you're strong or maybe you can jump there's just oh. something for everybody so it's like finding where they fit in and developing that so so I was a little nervous coaching her that first year and again this is like you know middle school kind of stuff but like you know we all think it's the Super Bowl and the Olympics, you know, <laughs> Good point. you're doing that. But um, it, so it was really fun uh, coaching her and I was a little nervous how she might respond. But she was actually one of my unbiasedly my my better um, athletes in terms of how she responded to my coaching, because like parenting can go up and down and sideways any given day. But uh, she she listened to me. She encouraged her teammates. She did everything that I asked. She never complained. Wow. And I, I was really impressed. And so some, something along, you know, parenting father to daughter, she had responded well in that environment. And so at the end with the sports awards, I, I came up with the uh, the Chariots of Fire Eric Little Award, which is kind of that exuding that type of a faithful, honorable lifestyle. And, and she won it. She won oh. it. And I, so I got to present that to her in front of everybody. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, my book was out at the time, The Final Race uh, with Tyndall House. Uh-huh. And that's Eric Little's biography about that. So that was kind of the, the premise for that. But uh, she she lived up to that. And it was really fun watching her do that. That is so cool. Okay, so what have you learned? I mean, this is a packed question. Okay. But what have you learned or are you still learning as you're coaching her? What right. are you learning about yourself? What are you learning about her? Mm-hmm. Coaching is such a beautiful thing because I learned from my coaches over the years, a, a coach approaches every athlete differently because the athletes are different. And so some of them you got to really do like deep psychosis on and get into their mind. Some of them will just do everything and some of them you got to yell at and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, who are we working with? So a lot of it is is kind of, uh, figuring out what works and, and how they respond. And uh-huh. so um, so you try you try different tactics and, and see how they do that. So with Elsie, I, she, her mind is a lot like mine. So I always did well with positive reinforcement from my coaches, support and encouragement, where some of the other guys on my team were getting barked at and yelled at, you know, but I he, he knew if he worked with me that way. And Elsie's very similar thinker of how I am. And so just that 
that constant positive motivation with her. I don't have to scream at her, all this kind of stuff, on the sports field, you know. So. You know what I never thought about till you just said it, because I was never an athlete. I was always on that music drama side okay. of what I did in school and where mm-hmm. I spent my time. But most men listening, I would imagine, have had a coach at some point in their life, whether it was Little League, whether it was school sports or right. club sports, right? right. That right. there's some probably experience in their life that they could draw on mm-hmm. with coaching, right. which really seems like it's a, a natural bridge to being a father right. where you just said, you're right, no coach coaches every kid on the team the same. Right. And I, I wonder if men could draw on that more than maybe they've thought of mm-hmm. is approaching every one of their kids different exactly. and finding what they are good at, mm-hmm. like in track and field and pushing them toward their bent rather than trying to kind of maybe cross contaminate and put them somewhere else. But I, I imagine you've thought of that parallel. I have. Um as a, I'm a Lutheran pastor, and so Lutherans tend to frame our theology in law and gospel, and you always okay. need to have both. And so God's perfect standard, but then there is the gospel of, of grace and everything that Jesus does for us and stuff. And so uh, it's kind of spiritual triage. And so if it's the coaching the athlete or coaching the student or coaching the daughter or life decisions or whatever, and figuring out is the best moment here— you know, to, to kind of bark at them. Sometimes you got to do a little more than whisper at your daughter's dad. (laughs) You know, but then, but then other times you need to, where, where you'd want to be upset, mad and reactive, um, to be more understanding and show grace. And sometimes that's the better response in the moment. So you have to stay connected daily, weekly with your daughters, talking with them and getting to know them and where they are. Cause they're, they're growing and learning through life, uh, just as everybody is. And, and these are delicate years when they're growing up. And so, uh, sometimes, yeah, they, they need a little law. Uh, they need a little sternness and other times they, they need that comfort and understanding and grace and, and that spiritual triage of trying to decide and determine in those moments what's the best to apply. Which may mean some of the times you need to listen to your wife or maybe an ex-wife of, hey, coach, right? I, th- I think she doesn't need that today. Right. Exactly. exactly. You know, because you haven't heard the story I've already heard from her. Exactly. Yeah. There's background, there's context, and there's, uh, yeah, extenuating circumstances. Which you're going to use all the time as a coach. Sure. You're always thinking, how do I up their game? Yeah. But I wonder if if dads always apply that. So if you were to boil that down then to a a starting technique, if Mm -hmm. you will, for a dad to coach his daughter, Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're saying it's really to tune into where she's at mm-hmm. pace with her you're gonna have some loss some grace right and keep that in mind exactly exactly good technique so. dad to daughter coach to, exactly and to yeah athlete. you you've got to be in tune with your daughter you can't just kind of mentally check out and like hope oh the school they're doing fine and they're teaching my kids or you know drop them off and assume that things are going well you need to be actively talking with them daily to kind of know where their psyche is and confidence and or lack of and and all these areas. Yeah, which again goes back to this whole idea of coaching because I think of how many people I've heard tell the story of their coach having a vital impact in their development Mm -hmm. and in their life. And sometimes the coach is the one advocating at school for them so they can stay on the team because their grades are dropping. And so sometimes I imagine that coaching hat as a father means advocating for her where she needs you to help her do something that's hard Mm -hmm. alongside her. Or, I mean, there's so many metaphors here. There are, there really are. 
to fathering. Yes, exactly. Which, again, you and I are both very excited about and passionate about. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, I want to ask you about more techniques that you've come up with, seen that are effective with your daughter when we're calling it coaching your daughter. So we're going to take a break and be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you wanna be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, talking here to Eric Eichinger. And we are talking about techniques that a dad can use to coach his daughter through life. Because there are so many metaphors and parallels between coaching and fathering. So, okay, Eric, let's keep getting practical. Because okay. I love giving dads action-oriented steps to right. connect with their, with their kids. So this idea of coaching and your daughter in track and field Talk more about how you bring home some of these techniques in real life. Like, can I hear any of your, quote, coaching blunders? Sure. Any things that you've maybe <laughs> learned the hard way? Well, I'm sure I'm the only person in the world that has a daughter that slams a door in the house from time <laughs> to time. Uh, maybe maybe there's one other dad one out there other. that can yeah. relate yeah. to that. Yeah. So this was becoming a growing uh, issue in our house for a while. And so finally... Uh, you know, we, we experimented with like, you know, the threats of just, you know, minor penalties or this right. or that, or like we need Your to change, take it away. stern talking yeah. to all these kinds of things, you know? And so finally I, it got to the head and, and I did the classic dad move of taking the door off the hinges oh, when she was away what? at school. And so oh, she came home awesome. and then I wrote this letter <laughs> and I taped it to the frame of the door. And so she came like, out. What'd you say in the letter? Well, Ish. it was about, it was about doors are privileges in this household, okay. you know? <laughs> and stuff and you've lost that privilege you know in in attitude and all these types of things and stuff and so we're going to be working on that but i didn't want to make when because the question was like you you want to see this repentant spirit you right. want to see an apology and i but i didn't want to make it this work your way back into my grace kind of a thing we genuinely wanted to see a, a change in attitude yeah and at spirit. a heart level exactly not yeah. just behavior uh, you know tell your brother you're sorry oh yeah right okay. yeah <laughs> we, we've all been there um so to see this genuine thing so i didn't put a timeline in it and i didn't i didn't make it a works righteousness type of a yeah. type of a thing so so it stayed off for a couple months you know and we go through the phases of well i don't care 
that it's all right. Sure. Right. You know, uh-huh. this kind of privacy and everything. Um, but eventually, yeah, she had, uh, uh, she, you know, her, her attitude was changing. She was growing. And then she had a particular victory, uh, in school or with relationships with some of her friends or so, something, she did something that was, that was much more notably mature than what we had uh-huh. observed. And so, so we, uh, surprised her and we had put the door back on again when she was coming home from school. And it was just kind of like, okay, we're at a reset now. So, so that's one. That's cool because, yeah. you know, again, I, I just am getting all these like aha moments as you're talking, Eric, because a coach will have consequences if a, if his athlete is late to practice every day. Sit or on the bench. Does, yeah, you sit on the bench. Yeah. And you're not trying to shame them there, right. right? Right. What are you trying to do? Well, if you, you want them to respond to the coach, you want them to do what yeah. you're telling them to do for the victory, for the better thing. You know, Personal and so it's victory like, and team victory. Well, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so the growth, the team unity, all this kind of stuff. And so I, I sometimes talk about how our family is a team and we all have different roles and abilities. Oh, and that's it's like, cool. you know, one person, you know, if we want to use basketball or football, one's a quarterback, one's the point guard, one's, yeah. you know, this, that, the other thing. And it's like, what's your role? Yeah. And if you have a poor sport and a sour puss attitude, it brings yeah. the morale of the team, of the team down, down and everything like that. But when you're doing that, and, and, That's and, cool. you know, so so those types of things. So Okay. You yeah. told me another story about yeah. a cell phone. Okay. I want to hear this one because because so. this is about helping dads take on a coaching mentality right. exactly. of shaping their young athlete, we'll call her. So the goal of parenting, correct me if I'm wrong, is to raise independent functioning adults in society. Uh, oh, I would <laughs> you know? hope that's the goal. So, <laughs> Something close well, to that. There's a lot of the helicopter parents and stuff. It has it has baffled me how quickly parents give cell phones to their kids. And so my daughter, she's 13. Guys, she does not have her own cell phone. And so, uh, so this is controversial. Does she feel like the, is she, is she really marginalized by her friends? The only one. It's, it's been growing, but like, so she's eighth grade right now, but yeah, the, the last, a couple of years, you know, more and more of her friends have been getting it. But yeah, the, the last, like seventh grade there, she was at our, our school with all these kids and like, yeah, she was like one of two kids that didn't have the phone, but you know, the statistics are in, in terms yes, of what the social media stuff yeah. is just, and how damaging and their minds or brains are still, you know, developing stuff. So I made it this way, and I, th- this is where it triggered. I'm really proud of this idea because I had a 20, a 24 year old guy in my office at the church getting ready to go to the military, and mommy was still paying his cell phone bill, and it was just like I just, you know, because they 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 make the you know the companies they make these plans all like you know. so I uh, did an about face with because we've been talking about how are we going to yeah. do this eventually you know, so I wanted to make it. Uh, like a car payment, you know, it's like getting your own phone is like you, you earn your money, you save up and then you, you buy your phone. And guess what? There's monthly payments that come with that too. And you got to shop around and and do these types of things. So I had this big conversation with Elsie and I kind of painted that picture. And then the next day she said, you know, how much does an iPhone cost? And <laughs> and I said, you know what? That's probably the most brilliant question you've ever asked. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. You know, if there's no cost, there's no value. If you just give your kids everything, you know, so to make them start thinking about what do I really value? How bad do I really want this? How would I how do I work for that? Plan for that? How do I care for it? Research. And if you just give your kids this, not only does it damage them, I think socially uh, and and addiction and all these types of things, but you're not teaching them how to go out and 
get something and care for it yeah. and, and develop it and everything. So, yeah. Oh, I love that too, because you are really saying to dads, think about coaching your daughters. Mm-hmm. If maybe you're not saying this, I may be putting words in your mouth, <laughs> but I wonder how many dads, if they've been scarred by their father or the word father. I mean, I know a lot of women that that is not a positive word yeah. and not that, I mean, I'm a champion of fathers. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to ever replace that word, but I wonder if dads had a mindset of coaching their daughter instead of fathering their daughter, if it would awaken something familiar in them that they already know to draw on to shape how they how they relate to their daughter and their son. Exactly, because because oftentimes we'll look at we'll look at other dads, and that that can be unhealthy sometimes because we get into this comparison and who's better yeah Yeah. well they have this they have that but if when guys we we tend to respect other coaches and there's certain coaches that we admire and their style and how they do things and so to kind of say like well why are they so successful and how what's their approach and so and just you know some of those tools we can use and techniques uh, in, you know, they cross over into other platforms. You know, oh, I love that. Academics and, and life and, and all sorts of things. Exactly. Even faith. Oh, I love that. Yeah, even faith. Well, On Your Mark today has been techniques for coaching a daughter through life. I've been talking with Eric Eichinger. He's brought some of his own creative ideas to, to parenting that relate to how he's learned to be disciplined and have a mindset that, that says, I want to go the distance. And he's applied those to the way that he coaches his daughter on the field and in life. I trust that his message will be an encouragement to you as dads too. Well, as always, you can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com and find free resources. You can also go to Eric's website, which is ericikinger.com. There you go. E-I-C-H-I-N-G-E-R. There you go. (laughs) And remember, you can subscribe to the Dad Whisper podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher. And there you can listen back to any of the past shows and share them with your friends. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, Go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. <laughs>